You think you're so fucking cool, don't you? You think you're so fucking cool. Well, just once, I would like to hear you scream in pain. Play some rap music. Welcome to the Rap and Bullshit Podcast. We are your hosts, Pete Vasquez and... And Jawan Jones. We're here to analyze and discuss current releases and past favorites in the rap and hip-hop genres and their impact on the broader culture. Yeah, and on today's episode, we are uh, reviewing the latest West Side Gun release, Pray for Paris, and we're going to get into a discussion on the 22-year-old birthday of hip-hop's greatest movie, Belly, and uh, the legacy of its director, Hype Williams. this record what are your initial thoughts what was um, your anticipation like going into this project <clears throat> and you know generally what's your review yeah man um you know very it, it seems like he's been talking about this for for some for some time now i don't know how long he's had it in the tuck or if he maybe had it and then decided to maybe add some more people onto it i mean just based off of you know freddie gibbs verse and we can get into that a little later but yeah, man, I think at this point, pretty much anything that any of these artists come out with, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm hungry for it and I'm waiting for it. And I, I'm, I'm very much anticipated this album to come out. I, I knew it was going to be good. Um, I think for sure this is probably one of his most, it's the best put together piece of work I've heard from him so far, as far as just like, the way it's 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 this, these songs are set up and and the, just the sound quality of it, the way it's mixed, I would say, I'd say it's probably mixed the best. It almost seems to flow in a way that I don't think any of his other albums have flowed or projects, I would say, not albums. Um, yeah, man, I, I I do really like it. I've only heard it three times all the way through, so I'm going to give you my perspective and my opinion on on that so far, but. I, I, I fucking love it, man. I really like it. I, it's it's an amazing piece of work. Um, it's gonna grow on me, obviously. This dude is gonna just his legacy is gonna be solidified in this game. I mean, it. I can fucking picture this shit being in like a museum one day, like just playing in like a hip hop museum, whatever that, whatever that births, whenever that forms one day. And yeah, man. Uh, just, this shit is dope. Um, we can get down to the producers, to the fucking people. To the features on it, to to the lyrics, to the just everything. But uh, what do you think, man? What are your what are your thoughts? You know what? Like after our label spotlight on Griselda a few episodes ago, I think people are probably gonna know what I'm gonna say about this album. Um, I just want to like preface uh, before I talk and say that I've only listened to this album like five times complete. Okay. Uh, since it dropped, and that's my rule of thumb for like trying to give something a review is like a minimum of a week. Yeah. Um, 
But it's pretty safe to say that this album is fucking incredible. Uh, and I could not agree with you more, man. I, I really do think we're looking at like a crown jewel of the Griselda movement right now in this uh, in this record. It's extremely polished. Uh, it's definitely intended to be sold and to be distributed into a larger sector of the broader hip-hop uh, um, kind of infrastructure. Like, they clearly want to sell this to a lot more fans, even outside of their own kind of little uh, niche within the genre. Yeah, um, oh yeah. And, and that, that's, I have no problem with that because I don't think at any point that they've, like, reneged from the original sound. You know, they, it is still grimy, it is still dirty, it still has that raw... Uh, that raw street presence to it, but it definitely has a polish and a veneer and a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a spit shine that uh, will make it a little more marketable with regards to Billboard and um, generally just, you know, growing the fan base. Yeah. Um, I, I love it, mate. I, I think it's fucking dope. Obviously, you know, all the news about West Side Gun surviving COVID, you know, and yeah, then... I was bugging out off of that, man. I was yeah, like, what? so, do you know what, Minus Man? He deserves to celebrate. This is a great fucking project. You can yes. tell. Like, he is, like we said in our last one, he's like the de facto leader of the of the <clears throat> of Griselda. He is kind of the visionary behind a lot of their product, you know, the sound, the the, the visual style that comes with it. He is like the, the kind of swag rapper of the group. Like, he's more about a, a vibe and a... Do you know what I mean? He's got a clear vision of yeah, how man. he wants these the the whole rollout. And I, there's one thing I'm a fan of in hip hop is like a full rollout of an album. I fucking love that shit. I want visuals. I want posters. I want t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? Like I love those days where there's like a whole wagon of merch and everything to go with it. And I feel like that's been lost in the streaming era to an extent where it's like every just dump it on SoundCloud or dump it on Spotify and then three months later dump another project you know what I mean? like a four projects just sitting there and yeah. these guys like they make a they make a big deal out of putting out one of their albums and i fucking love that you know it's like every avenue of the art is thought of and condensed into like a, a sellable package and that, that's i just love that shit man and you can see the intent with everything that he's done and you can see why people within the industry are fuck with him so much because like he's got obviously Virgil Abloh has designed the artwork on the album plus a lot of the merchandising to go with it and just like everybody who's been involved from the producers to the all the cosigns and all the features which we'll get into are fucking top notch man and just and don't really stray from the you know the Griselda ethos at all so yeah, man. I, I think this is Sorry, go ahead. It speaks to just like the business acumen too of, of Westside Gun, man. That guy is a true businessman. And I think it, it's, you know, it's obviously it's still like in its infancy stage, so to speak, with him. But like that guy is, he's he's going to be just fucking out of here, bro, with, with the business and the music and just the, the fucking, the legacy and the empire that guy's going to create, that he is creating already, man. Like it's, that's something to also talk about too, just, just him as a businessman. Damn. Yeah, straight up and dying, man. He, like, you know, like the way that the RZA uh, kind of completely designed Wu-Tang Clan, sonically, yeah. visually. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the entire iconography of the, the, the surrounding members and then the legacy that it would have all kind of came from a singular vision. That's yeah. kind of what's happening with West Side Gun here. You can tell, you know, he is the... 
<clears throat> not just the marketing and the business mind, but he is like the soul of all of the uh, uh, of the of this whole little movement um, uh -huh. within the genre, you know. And you know, it, what's funny is that when he when I when I first started getting into Griselda, he was obviously the first person I listened to. It took me a while to like accept his flow and his you know what I mean and his rap the high yeah. the way his Just voice sounds you know that, like that I was resistant. His, yeah. yeah bro because like that high pitch you know what I mean like I've never been a big uh, never been like a huge fan of um, what's it hits from the bong what do you call those dudes the but like Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill, you know how it be real, kind of has that really high pitch yeah, yeah, yeah. vocal, uh, that vocal sound. And I never loved that okay. until until West Side Gun. And I feel like <laughs> that's like the first time that I've ever loved that kind of high vocal pitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's so unique to him. Like, and it's, uh, he is a, like a once in a generation artist, you know? Yeah, man. People like him don't come around often just with the vision that he has and, uh, I agree, man. He's that shit. I, I can't say though that I think even from the beginning I was like, oh whoa, what do we have here? Like this is mm. this is some really interesting shit, man. And I was I think I was kind of captured from the, the moment I started listening to them. But yeah, man. Um It's uh Pray for Paris. Sorry, say again. Say pray for Paris. Let's get into yeah, it. Yeah. It's uh let's go straight to the um to the uh to the credits, to the album credits, and take a look at this because uh, okay. there's a lot of pretty dope shit on here. Okay, cool. So we're looking at the album credits here for um, for Pray for Paris. Now, a lot of the same people that have been working with Griselda from the start, legendary producers like Derringer, Alchemist, yeah. you know. Beat I Butcher. Mean, Beat Butcher. Like, there's so much good shit on here, man. It's like, yeah, man. don't you think he, this guy has, like, the best ear for beats right now? Like, who's picking better beats? What rapper is picking better beats than him? Uh, it, <laughs> do there's a never that. a skippable beat on any of his projects, man. Like, there's no, yeah. there, like even if it's just him ad-libbing and yelling wild shit, which does often happen, uh, it still sounds so good. Like, I don't understand. It's so strange to listen to somebody just you know, holler ad-libs and then, it, but it actually not be irritating, you know? Yeah. I, I find that really interesting too, because I, most people that do that shit, I'm just like, all right, man, like I had enough yeah, of that I, shit. Yeah. hundred percent. Because it became like a real thing in mumble rap or in, you know, yeah. butt rap or whatever you want to call it. Where like, but they just, I think maybe what it might also be too, is that West Side Gun, he can, he can rap, you know, like he's yeah, actually really, got really real lyrics and bars behind all that shit too. So it, it, maybe it just kind of makes up for that. Like a, he's a MC and a rapper all kind of rolled into one, you know? Yeah, definitely. As we spoke about before. All right, so let's go straight to 400 million plus tax out. That's the song number one on Pray for Paris, mm -hmm. produced by DJ Muggs. Mostly just like a little uh, beat intro, you know? Yeah. Uh, George Bondo, Conway, and Benny, Family, Family Affair, track two. Uh, produced by uh, Derringer and Beat Butcher. Beat Butcher, okay. Fucking incredible, you know. Uh, pretty much straight out the gate. Super fucking hard. Uh, yeah, it's nice. left out no vacancy there though, right? That's number two. Oh, no vacancy and 400 plus tax are both DJ mugs. Am I right? It looks like it, yeah. Yeah, 400 million plus tax straight in a no vacancy, which is DJ yeah. mugs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it looks like it. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, George Bondo. Number three, right there. 
Conway and Benning, you know, got to start it off strong with the fam, with the Griselda family right off the always, cut. Always, always um, sets a precedent. Now, Definitely. This is one of my favorite records from the album so far is 327. I'm a model now, baby, got the face for it. This is super cool because clearly this song has kind of been written for radio a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's clearly, it's got a very, very catchy hook. It's got a very kind of, um, you know, radio friendly sound. I think there's probably like a radio edit of this going around that'll probably get played. Uh, Oh yeah. Featuring uh, New York's own young, young God, Joey Badass and uh, fucking Tyler, the creator. what do, you, what do you make of this song? Because I feel like this is going to be where the hardcore Griselda heads might get shitty or might get, you know what I mean? Might get a little, what do you think of this? Um, Honestly, man, I, I think it, it fits well. And I, I I wasn't even questioning it when I saw that Tyler, the creator, was was featured on there. Obviously, Joey Badass, without a doubt, I have no no reservations about that. But even even Tyler, man, like he he, he came and he fucking killed that shit. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler can spit. He's got bars. You know what? And, what's up? So, is Ty- Tyler's got to be like up there with one of the most improved rappers, right? Oh, like, most deaf, man. If you were doing like a you know like a award ceremony for most improved, like Tyler's <laughs> in the conversation, man. Because I've had such a weird relationship with his music. It's gone okay. from like I thought they were I thought Odd Future were really interesting when they first came out. Then I found them really irritating and like kind of annoying. Yeah. And then when he kind of stepped away from Odd Future and just focused on his own stuff, doing his own thing, fucking incredible shit, man. Like he, his, his productions have kind of gone through the roof. His whole affiliation and, and friendship with ASAP Rocky, I feel like brought out a better rapper in Tyler, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then I, I thought Igor was phenomenal album. Like I, I still listen to it a lot. Um, okay. I think he's going to be one of those ones that's going to get even better over time, get like more talented and more creative over time, you know? Yeah, most of and, and I love that these two have a relationship. Like Westside Gunn and Tyler, like that's, you would never think, you know what I mean? <laughs> but then again, Tyler, the creator, was also the creative force behind his whole group as well. Like he came up with the, the ideas, the logos, the sound, the Very aesthetic. True. You know what I mean? He was the, the driving force. So I could totally see why these two would like gravitate towards each other. And it's yeah. fucking great to watch because they're two people that are so like almost annoyingly creative do you know what i mean like oh yeah they're so profoundly creative they're always doing and working and pushing and going for moving forward and moving forward and never looking back and And i feel like too just maybe with them being also pretty fashion forward that they've probably bumped into each other at some shit in paris or fucking wherever the fuck they have these fashion shows so you know i could i could see that happening that way as well that relationship starting you know what we discussed we were the, the Griselda blowing up as much as they were and uh, we were like oh fuck it's a matter of time before they're on the new Drake album or whatever but then he, it, it looks like these guys are picking their own features now of people that they want to be affiliated with rather than showing up on other artists work you know oh yeah I can't I can't this, these motherfuckers must have the phone ringing all the time with people that want to work with them man like they people know what it is out there man people know what it is with Griselda and they know they know what these dudes bring to, to this game <laughs> big time 
So what did you, you you liked Joey and Tyler both on this tune? Uh, yeah, I like Joey and Tyler both on this tune, man. Um, definitely, man. Uh, Shout out Ty- Billy Billy Esco and too, Billy Esco on the hook. I don't even know who that is. You know who Billy Esco is? Uh, nah, never heard of him. Yeah, never heard of him. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, the hook's pretty cool. It's pretty catchy. It's got like shoutouts to like a lot of the fashion world, right? Like it's all like uh, given props. The whole hook is about. Uh, um, What's his name? Virgil, and it's about uh, Dancy and all those guys, right? Is that yeah. the same track in it? Um, which has always been a you know a big thing for Westside Guns music. He loves to he loves the fashion aspect of it too. So oh yeah, uh, so yeah, French toast. French toast. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> let's just shout out Camel Monk who produced uh, 327. Uh, Camouflage Monk. Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever heard of Camouflage Monk until this. And I'm not I'm not familiar with any of his other work. I don't know if you are, but I'm I'm definitely not. I'm gonna tell I'm you now. <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm not gonna front. Uh, okay. But both these two tracks and the next one being French Toast is Camel Monk again, and they're both fucking great. You know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Toast. So let's talk about French Toast because we, we had a bit of a chat in the in the text about 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 this tune. You wanna take it away? Yeah, man, French Toast uh, featuring Wale and Joyce Rice. That is also produced by Camouflage Monk. Um, yeah, man, I <clears throat> I like it, man. I like the song. I'm not gonna lie. I've I've, I've gone back and forth about about uh, Wale specifically. Um, the first time I heard it, I was just like, ah, man, this this is like the one thing to me that doesn't seem to fit well. And then I heard it again, and I was like, "All right, man. Like, I I can see why he's on here. Like, and no, no, you know, no diss to Wale, but he's never been just like my just my particularly favorite rapper or someone that I listen to often." Saying with that being said, I, I do like songs from Wale. There there are a bunch of tracks that I like from him, and he he can rap his ass off. I think he definitely falls in that category of the that middle child generation for sure. But he's just never he's never resonated with me per se and uh yeah french toast man i I fucking love this track as well man like i said like i feel like all of these songs i could definitely hear in some hip-hop museum one day man just playing the fucking instrumentals and shit like i can hear that like for sure but yeah man i i don't know man i just to me wale uh, he he everything he's saying sounds it it's dope he's fucking got bars he's got lyrics He's he's hitting hard, but it's just something about him that I just can't I can't get behind, man. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't think you're I don't think you're alone in that sentiment either. I think a lot of a lot of people, Wale has definitely struggled to um, to kind of retain and maintain his his audiences. You know, it's yeah. very um, up and down with his sales, and you know, like it's a it's a str- it's a kind of a strange one, which is um, unfortunate, but. You know. Yeah, he's obviously super talented and can rap, uh, but I've never been a huge fan myself. He's yeah. really popular with a lot of like woke girls. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I've noticed people I know that like while they are always like chicks that are into hip hop that are very like you know politically okay. forward or whatever. Anyway, yeah. I think it's a dope song, man. Like, it's very uh, it's super catchy. It's got a ringy hook. Um, kind of reminds me of. Um, is she gonna pop from J. Cole's uh okay. Sinner? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's got that kind yeah. of playful overtone, like it's funny and it's like 
yeah, so it's, it's one with the with the la- with the ladies in mind. I think a little bit that one. Okay. Um, Eurostep, Conductor Williams. No idea. Yeah, Eurostep. Is. Yeah, I'm looking. F- I'm looking. I'm, I'm googling this dude right now, Conductor Williams. He seems like he might be on the newer. He, I think he might be a newer producer. Uh, Eurostep, though, I love that fucking song, man. That, that shit is. I think uh, Westside's really in his pocket right there, man. That's just him going at it for about what fucking a minute or so, however long that song is, about two minutes. That shit is hard to me, man. I like that song. I like it a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's it's dope. I don't think there's a bad bad song on this one, honestly. Yeah. Like yeah. personally, um. Allah sent me featuring Benny and Conway again banging you know Allah Derringer yeah it's pretty much like uh, a uh, Griselda staple you know definitely like what I what I like about this song particularly too is just with all three of them I like how they sort of bounce off of each other like it's it'll be West Side Gun and as soon as he's done fucking Benny jumps in or as soon as Benny it's done Conway jumps in and it's just it's that natural flow and I've heard that once before on I either want to say Supreme Blind Tell or one of the Hitler Wears Hermes but I love that shit man I love how they just kind of jump in right one after the other after the other and uh, this shit it just it's see it's so seamless and it comes together so well I like that yeah, shit dude, their, their whole posse cut vibe it reminds me of uh, like Paul's Boutique Beastie Boys where they would just jump in like yeah yeah three bars jump in three bars jump in like three bars Obviously, the Griselda boys are <laughs> infinitely better rappers, but it just reminds me of that kind of style when you're getting... BC boys have three rappers, they have three rappers. It's kind of a... I can hear like a, a similarity in the way that the way that the bars move, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a bomb tune. 500 ounces, Freddie Gibbs, Rock Marciano. I mean, this is one of the oh, crown jewels of the record, right? Yes. Like, yeah, this man. is a fucking classic right here, man. This is, that uh, is a banger. Shout out to the Alchemist, man. God uh, damn. What a year. What a two years. 2019 to 2020 for the Alchemist. Fucking hell, bro. Man, he outdid himself on this one, bro. I, oh my god. It's so, it's so <laughs> sick. This is like probably. I don't want to. Again, I, I've only got to do like five times, so I don't want to say. But this is one of my favorites so far. It's so slick. And also, yeah, Rock Marciano doing some weird shit with the pitch of his voice on this as well. Like, yeah, but it, it fucking it it fits so well, man. That shit sounds so dope. I mean, just two of my favorite rappers right now, anyway. Rock Marciano and and, and Gangsta Gibbs. You know, like uh, yeah, I don't think that either of them have really put a foot wrong in, in quite a long time. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, Gibbs. It's like you know, one of the, he's just one of those dudes, man. He just gets better with time, bro. Like practice makes perfect. There, there you go, right there. It's so funny to me how Freddie Gibbs can like walk, like walk the line of so many different styles of hip hop as well. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have thought that in his uh, in his kind of earliest come up that he would be so versatile. You know, that his Very. that his that his style would be uh, applicable to like almost every subgenre in the fucking hip-hop you know yeah man yeah he does that very well shout out to alchemist as always one of our favorites probably our favorite producer alive right now yeah, um, that beat is fucking hard and that song is incredible killing that shit. Um, killing it versace jay versace uh i can't even remember offhand right now what this tune's about not gonna lie to me either <laughs> i'm sure it's probably pretty dope though i'm not gonna yeah, lie yeah, yeah. i liked everything i heard man so uh we'll just move past that one uh, okay Shout out Jay Versace, I suppose. Uh, Claiborne okay. pick Goldie James, another Alchemist beat. I mean, hard, this man. just this just sounds like it could have been uh, cut from um, T. Oh, what is it called? T in China? Fucking 
Oh yeah, uh, it's the price of tea in China, I think, is what it's called. From uh, yeah. Boldy James, go awesome shout out Boldy James from Detroit. That came uh, out like last month or the month before. Maybe? Yeah, it came out just a couple months ago. Yeah, uh, it's that's super a dope. Dope album, man. He's got a real interesting voice. I'd say he's got. That's a grower that album because I didn't love it the first couple of times. I didn't like adore it like I have done with a lot of Alchemist projects of recent. Yeah. Uh, but it's really fucking grown on me and it's something I'll keep going back to quite a lot and it kind of reveals itself yeah. more it, over time you know what I mean did you ever watch his uh, interview with uh, Adam22 on No Jumper no I've been meaning to man. Oh, I, man, that's, that shit's that's, <laughs> it's a good interview man yeah. <laughs> that shit's funny yeah I'll get to that because Alchemist is there for that as well right uh, nah, I don't. Nah, I don't think so. I think it's just uh, Adam Twenty Two and Baldy James. But isn't Alchemist in the in the room for it though? Isn't he like chilling? I don't know. I don't remember him being in there. I mean, if he is, like, cause I just I listened to it, so I didn't watch it. But I maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to go um, back. Yeah, I did did listen to that uh, No Jumper interview with Royce recently, and it's fucking. Oh uh, yeah. Have you, got, have you got to that one yet? I did. I did. Yeah. It's a, it's a really interesting conversation. I think that I got Adam Twenty Two guy has really come along in his interview style man he's getting pretty good at it yeah um sean versus flair this is uh, another one of the highlights of the album like i knew straight up text you straight up it's the first time i've listened to it that's a primo beat you could just hear it a billion miles away you know yeah 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 it's all the signature pops and clicks and dunka 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 you know (laughs) you know that uh primo uses and it's fucking sick It's, it's it's really cool Another war story from a thirsty young hustler. Once the, once the, once the pen hits the pad, it's danger. It's danger. thoughts on that song generally liked it. yeah pretty dope man like i said it's still it's still in its early early stage for me i gotta i gotta have to listen to this and digest it a, a lot more yeah and then the, the the last two interestingly the last one is um you know uh i don't know a how party to say with it. pop smoke and yeah party with pop smoke and then le joliba le yeah, 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 yeah. i'm not sure how to say that um which is mostly just a, a like kind of an outro yeah. For the for the album, but that party with Pop Smoke, produced by uh, Young Tyler, Tyler yeah. the Creator. Interesting, man. Yeah, I saw an interview with Westside Gun a while ago where he was saying how um, he hit up Tyler, and Tyler was like, "I'm in the studio right now, making you a beat." So I'm guessing that's what it is. That's nice the beat. Nice. Um, yeah, man, not mad at that at all. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, not mad at it at all. It's really good. And R.I.P. to Pop Smoke, yeah, uh, the, the young legend who recently passed yeah what a shit Tra- year 2020 has been so far huh yeah it's a weird one man because we it's been a grim fucking year a pretty really brutal fucking year but so far dude i i can't front the music has been good the music yeah. that's come out of 2020 so far has so far been pretty fucking strong you know like we're six months in and we've got some a few class in my opinion a few classics that have already done the rounds you know like yeah i think i'll still be listening to royce for royce's uh, the allegory the for allegory. a long time Oh, I man. think that yes. uh, you know, obviously, we we talked about um, uh, Jay and Jay Electronica and Hove. 
Yeah. Um, written testimony. A written testimony that I think that's going to be getting replays a lot. Um, and Pop Smoke obviously put out, you know, Meet the Woo 2, which is fucking hard. There's been a lot of Boldy James, all the Alchemist shit. It's been, it's been a decent year for hip hop so far, man. Like, so far, so know, good, man. We're not even right. in the first, we're not even cleared halfway yet. And we've mm-hmm. got. No, there's more to come for sure. So much more to come, dude. Like this summer, I think, especially if the Rona goes away and we have our summer, you know, like, which, you know, God, we're talking I about. So, man. Can you can you think how hard this summer's gonna be? Like everybody's got to come hard this summer now, you know? Yeah, hell yeah, man! That shit's it's, gonna be insane. It's gonna be an iconic summer because it's gonna be the summer everybody remembers because of the coronavirus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're all free from the coronavirus, or we're and all everybody's gonna want to come out and show out and just fucking bring bring their A game for sure. Absolutely, so. because these are projects that people are gonna really sit with because they've. They need the new shit, you know. They need the new yeah. music. They need something exciting in their lives. So whatever comes out, it's it's gonna sit in people's memory probably a lot more. People are gonna be a lot less disposable with their music than uh, than they have been in the past because now they realize like how important this shit is to get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, man. So all in all, we only had a few days on this one. It only came out what four, three, four days ago. Yep, dropped what, Thursday night basically. So, yeah, you know, so you know, like we're still new to it, but so I think this is. I would give this a strong nine out of ten personally. I, I think this is a super dope, polished, yes. uh, conceived record. Every track has been thought about. The, the you know the visuals, the the whole layout, the rollout for the album has been incredible. Um, yeah, man, I'm interested to see a music video out of this, especially for 327. That'd be pretty definitely, dope. Definitely, definitely. Like, also after you know, we're about to talk about Hype Williams in a minute, and Griselda have already worked with them yeah. on uh, what Dr. Machine Birds. Do and Doctor yeah. Birds. So that's right. That's um, right. Let's get some Hype Williams shit on the go here for this, please. Um, let, I want to see the 327 video. I think that's oh, hell yeah. I really want to see because you know. Uh, and this kind of helps us transition directly into our conversation about Hype Williams. Yeah. Um, I just, I've been, you know, in preparation for this, I've been digging through uh, all of his catalog. And then it's funny when I'm watching these videos from, you know, from hip hop history or from just music history generally, because he's done so much. I see who, like who's copied him and who's taken direct, you know what I mean? And I, have you ever seen the music video for uh, Who That Boy by Tyler? No, I haven't. Uh, it's dope, man. It's like Tyler and Rocky on the song, and um, he, uh, they be, it's just got this pretty bananas visual style to it. It's almost like cartoon looking, but in, uh, in an actual real environment. It's not like CGI or whatever, but it kind of has this like almost like Simpsons esque oh. look to it. But it's like the camera angles, the it's it's pure hype, Williams, and it just reminds me of. Um, Buster Rhymes break your neck, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, the, Hype Williams has had such a, such an insane legacy in hip hop that. Yes, yes, he has, man. It's like nobody's talking about it. You know, people really aren't. You know, this is the guy who directed, just for people who don't know, California Love, Tupac, Dr. Dre. You know, he directed Notorious B.I.G., Puffy, More Money, No Problem, More Money, More Problems, UGK, Big Pimpin', like, TLC, no scrubs, bust around, put your hands where my eyes can see. Uh, give me some more. Uh, give me some more. Oh, give me some more videos. So sick. 
dead ass hard video. Rain yeah. by fucking Missy Elliott. Uh, she's rain. a bitch, Missy she's Elliott too. You know, yeah, uh, it's. There's so much like I I always think of uh, I mean but then he goes right into like the 2000s with all the Kanye West diamonds from Sierra Leone and fucking yeah uh, was it uh, Gold Digger as well okay. um, and then Biggie's one more chance I mean literally like there hasn't been a person who has been more impressionable on the visual output of hip hop yeah like oh, yeah. his visual style has defined this this genre from day one like I was just watching his interview with um uh, rebel and rebel music academy and they're talking to him about like his come up in the industry and he was like uh -huh. literally saying like he was there from the very first from the very first you know what i mean from the very first people who ever started rapping and started putting out music that he was there for that like, you know melly yeah. bell and uh grandmaster flash and all, all these like day one you know yeah man um, well yeah he's I, like you know he's from the mecca of that place yeah, i'm sure he's man. just fucking he literally like grew up around the corner from Q-Tip. He like, I don't know. I just feel like this guy's legacy um, is so important to hip hop. It's like right up there with Dre. I feel like, okay. you know what I mean? Like right up there with Diddy, right up there with uh, Snoop and so many of these pioneers of, of, um, of the genre, you know? And I yeah, just want to take the time to talk about it. So you, you got a chance to watch Belly, right? You watched it for this episode? I did, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've obviously I've I've watched Belly many times when I was younger. Um, it 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 hits a lot different <laughs> now that I'm older. I remember there are spe specific scenes that I definitely remember as a kid that I went back and watched uh, today, actually, and they still they still resonate, man. I read this new book, man. Yo, this shit is so deep, yo. Shit got my mind thinking about a whole new other format, man. You know what I'm saying? So new shit, yo. Come on with the bullshit, man. You think another motherfucker know what you need to do? Ain't no purpose, dog. It's money. We born to fucking die, man. In the meantime, get money. Fuck a book, man. I always remember just the cinematography being really, really cool and really just just something that just thought those camera angles and like the fucking fishbowl lens and shit in the beginning, like I like all that shit was just so dope, man, to me. Uh then and now. Um and yeah, man. Uh, God, Belly, what, 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 what? What's I mean, I, I would straight up go ahead and say that Belly, Belly is in like the top five best movie intros ever. Yeah. Oh yeah, for like sure, the, man. The opening scene to this film is like a slow motion shot of Nas, Dia, and DMX. And so, for people who haven't seen Belly, it's a movie about a bunch of hustlers in the '90s in New York and Queens, I think it is. And yeah. they basically rob and steal and sell drugs to, to you know, that's how they make their living. And that's to what the movie's about. And yeah. it stars Nasir Jones, and, a.k.a. Nas, and DMX. Uh, everybody knows who that is. And, uh, yeah, so the opening scene of the movie, they kind of, like, go into this nightclub. And it's shot with, like, a really staunch black light. And it kind of brings out their and gives them these kind of crazy looking crazy, eyes and crazy ass eyes the yeah. way he shoots black skin is pro i don't think there's ever been a director better yeah know? man yeah definitely i have to say bro the way he shoots and just captures that those angles and the fucking that contrast of the skin is it's it's really dope man yeah it's fucking he, his his visual style is second to none i mean the film is no by no means perfect 
there's some issues with some of the performances some issues with some <laughs> of the di- some of the dialogue in it is a yeah. little like okay maybe you know kind of like doesn't really hold up today but i think his entire like motive to make this movie was what if you made a 90 minute film but every single frame of the movie was directed like a music video because in a music video you have three to five minutes to have the most visually grabbing visually arresting uh you know stylistics that you can possibly come up with right that's basically the entire like manifesto of making a music video you've got a small amount of time to do the most amount of visuals what if you applied that to like a two-hour movie what would that look like that's basically like the entire thought process behind the project right two hour long music video pretty much yeah two hour long music video and it it really fucking holds up to that man there is not a frame of this film that doesn't look like designed by with intent you know every piece of clothing every piece of lighting the camera positioning is doing wild shit big wide angle lenses like low shots he's 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 doing a lot of really uh a really forward thinking this movie's like way ahead of its time in my definitely opinion. definitely um but yeah, but yeah belly man. dude like where does it sit with you now like as a as a, as a grown-up as an adult what did um, you what would you what? honestly think because <laughs> I, I mean i read a bunch of reviews and stuff before i even watched it today and i was like seeing all these people that were just, just kind of shitting on it and it's it's really not that bad man it it's it's a good movie all in all. Um, <clears throat> obviously, it's not the best movie. These guys aren't coming out of here with like Oscar award winning <laughs> like acting scenes or anything. Um, I would have to say though, man, that it definitely shout out to Meth. Like you kind of see see where his career sort of projected from this movie, man. Like because Meth Man's a pretty good actor if you've seen him in, in a few things on HBO have, and just have, other movies. Yeah. Hell, even DMX to a to a certain extent. Um, but uh, is, is, is hands down like the worst thing about this movie like you know <laughs> like i love dmx dearly but there, there is, it, he says you know what i mean i think he might break a world record for saying nah i mean you know what i mean yeah like, do you know what i mean I, it's right. it's like bro like surely there was other dialogue in the script you know what I mean? yeah yeah and there's me but, saying it now i've been i watched it twice over the past week um, yeah DMX I mean, definitely is a little cringy at times in it, but man, everybody's having fun. They're all doing, they're all be, doing their yeah, movies. man. They're not, they're not proper actors, you know. They're having a good time, man. They're being shot and filmed in a way that you've never seen before. This definitely sets the fucking path for, I would say, state property, paid in full, totally. hell, even like choices. Any of those rapper sort of like street hustler hood movies that come after this, bro. I, I belly definitely up would tell you that, like, way. even though the likes of like. John Singleton did like Boys in the Hood and stuff like that, and those, and what he called the two brothers, um, mm-hmm. the Hughes brothers who directed um, Menace to Society. Those guys oh, yeah. were around at the time and obviously putting out a lot of projects. But the influence of Belly, like on kind of urban filmmaking from here on, is fucking insane, dude. Like, oh, I, of course. you can see Training Day, Anton Fuqua's Training Day, all over this movie, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The visual language, the styles, like the way he shoots the city, the way he kind of, like Anton Fuqua will shoot LA and made that whole movie almost look like a, a grimy rap video, Definitely. you know? Yeah, man. Um, it's very, it, it kind of, it reminds me of He Got Game too. I think they both came out the same year, but they both have that same. Same cinematographer as well. Cinematography, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, whose name I can't remember. Nice site. Someone, Saeed. Um, can't recall but yeah the shout out to the cinematographer on this film man because that he you had the hardest job of anyone like 
Hype Williams coming up with these uh, with these shots and designing these set plays are uh, pretty incredible. So yeah, shout out to Malik Hassan Saeed, um, who also did a bunch of um, Spike Jones movies around the same time. Clockers, okay. I think, is another one as well. Um, pretty okay. under underrated Brooklyn Hood movie. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, dude, I can't. I love this film. It's hard for me to shit on it. I know that it's not perfect. You know, yeah. I know it's it's far from it. It's kind of goofy at times. It's a little. You know, it's a little of its time. It's a little dated, especially how they talk to each other. The dialogue is a little. Yeah, but I mean, like, imagine, bro, you're you're watching a movie where you're catching Nas, T Boss from fucking TLC, and DMX in their prime, and Method Man too. Like all these dudes were in their prime, like, like their prime peak years of just fucking superstardom in the rap game. Mm-hmm. Watching all that on the big screen, man. Like it for me as a kid, seeing all that, I was that shit was. I was fucking over the moon watching that man. That that was dope to me. Yeah, it's funny. This movie has a, a three million dollar budget at the time, and, yeah, which yeah. is apparently the same amount of money that they got to that Hype Williams got to direct that Janet Jackson. Uh, like, what's that Janet Jackson video? Um, oh, uh, with the Buster Rhymes, that one. Uh, is that the one you're Janet, talking about? Janet, 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 Hype. It's uh, the one where they're like in space. Yeah, Jared, Janet yes, Jackson, Buster, Buster Rhymes. What's it gonna be? What's it gonna be? Yeah. Oh yeah. man, dude, that dude. that video is the shit. It's fucking crazy. Which apparently all had the exact same budget as Belly. That one music video had the same budget. Yeah, look um, what he did, man. Look, look what you know. Just learning how to use that camera, man. Getting those those angles. Just what how you can stretch and and make make that type of movie with that type of budget. It's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, I don't know, man. I think this holds up. You know, it's one of those movies that every time I've had a house party, what I always do is I'll put Belly on loop on the TV and just mute oh, really? it. Okay. And just mute it, you know what I mean? And let it loop on, like, continuously. Because it just looks fucking incredible. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it just looks amazing. And no matter what else is going on, people people's eyes are always drawn to that movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can put it on in a bar and people will just stare, sit and stare at it. Or they drink. Interesting. It's cool. so, like, visually grabbing, man. I... I went through a really strong phase when I was at like film school of being obsessed with a lot of music video directors and Hype Williams was 100% one of them. Um, okay. He uh, sits like with like the likes of, you know, Spike Jones and who did like all those notable Beastie Boys, um, all those notable Beastie Boys videos. And he, he just, I don't feel like gets talked about enough in terms of his legacy and like what he's, really done stylistically for hip hop yeah. you know yeah. like i think it's important to to bring up, bring up his uh his um his discography a lot more you know definitely man fuck yeah i mean yeah the guy is shit man he's like you said he's been been doing a damn thing since what the early 80s shit yeah, I think that yeah, I think the the late eighties, early nineties was when when he really he he really blew up. The first his first major, which is just wild to think about. His first major uh, video was Wu Tang Clan. Okay. Um, I think ain't nothing to fuck with, and then oh, it, and then it's all uh, in it also simple after, um, uh, which was like his neck his two kind of breakout, you know. Nice, nice. I believe so. Anyway, that those were kind of the ones that really brought him into fame, you know. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, Hype Williams, belly is 22 years old. Um, incredible, incredible movie, I think. Uh, and yeah, like just go back and watch all of his, his music videos. Anybody who's listening, he's um, probably the best to ever do it in the genre, right? Oh, man, definitely, man. I Yo, have you ever seen yeah. Spike Jones's music video for... Um, Sky's the limit, where it's like Biggie and Puff and Mace, but they're all kids. No, I haven't. Oh man, check that! <laughs> I rewatched that, that when out. I was going through uh, my research for this. Uh, it is—it's so fucking funny. They like basically get like little kids to play all those guys. Oh really? And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, but they just pretend—they just talk like Biggie and talk like Puff. It's—it's it's really good. Oh, word up. Cool. And it's like they're yeah. all in a mansion and by the pool, but they're all like nine years old and dressed like you know how back in the the bad boy nineties era they were all wearing fucking gangster suits and like three yeah, piece yeah. three piece white suits and shit like that. Okay, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think I knew Spike Jones had anything to do with music videos. I remember him from Jackass and fucking that uh, that Jim Carrey movie where he plays uh, Andy. What's his name? Andy Kaufman, yeah. Andy um, Kaufman, yeah. Yeah, no, Spike Jones started in music videos, man. He directed, okay. like, he he's done a lot of hip-hop, too. He did um, a bunch of, uh, he did that dope record drop by um, Farside, the album, the, the, where the music video, where they're all going backwards. You ever seen that? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, where they, like, oh, yeah. Like, it, yeah, he's, like, a, an innovative um, music video director. He started that way, and he did a lot of, like, also, like, bands and stuff. Like, he did, like, Buddy Holly by Weezer and, like, Stuff like that, you know, like where it was all made to look like um, Happy Days. Do you, have you ever seen that video? Happy Day? No. Well, it's like made to look like it was shot in like the 50s on set with Happy okay. Days. He like cuts them into the... It's pretty cool. Um, but he also did like all those Beastie Boys songs like Intergalactics, really famous music video where they're like Godzilla's running around, like knocking down a city. And, Shit. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's, 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 he's done a good bit of stuff. Um Oh, no way. All about the Benjamins? What? Rock yeah. remix. Interesting. Mm. All right. Yeah, cool, he's done man. a lot. To huh? Check that. I said, I'll have to go back and check that out for sure. Yeah, no, Spike Jones has had a, had a pretty pretty um, serious history with hip-hop as well because he's actually directing the Beastie Boys uh, brand new documentary that's coming out on Apple Music next week. Uh, oh, really? All about nice. the Beastie Boys. It's actually a live, a live concert. I can't... It's a live documentary, which I've never heard of before. Um, yeah. so I don't really know what that's going to be. Okay. <laughs> but Spike Jones is kind of always pushing the envelope, man. You know, have you ever seen? Um, have you ever seen uh, being John Malkovich? Oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, Spike Jones. He's always kind of doing the most crazy shit, the most yeah, fucking a, far out. You know what I mean? It's a weird ass movie, but uh, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. He is all about doing weird, progressive shit. But um, that was just a great time. The 90s was a great time for music videos. Music videos kind of died now, which is sad. You know, the budgets aren't there anymore. and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a bummer because we're never going to see another Hype Williams again, you know? I remember yeah, yeah, for another, sure. Uh, another Hype Williams or another um, Spike Jones or because the labels don't put the money into making videos like they to used to. So it's anymore, just... Yeah. Well, you know, I think also, too, just with because if you think about when we were watching like TV back in the day, that's all you had was radio and fucking like MTV, BET, what VH1. So, you know, you had to I think there was just more attention put towards music videos because that was the way you kind of got to know 
whatever artist it was that you were into. Absolutely. Was, it was, was basically like videos. a solid 80% of the marketing was getting a good music video on MTV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Because, so, I mean, that's kind of how you, it, like, fucking touring and doing concerts and music videos is sort of like the way you got through to your fans back then. Totally. And now, obviously, with, you know, social media and everything, it's just completely changed that. But, uh, yeah, man. Shout out to the real goats, though. I, I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, baby's videos or like Chance's shit. Like they, they got uh, some good, man. They are good, yeah. They got some pretty good shit. Yeah, they are. There is. There, don't get me wrong. There are some people out there that are still, still. I mean, Tyler directs most of his own stuff as well, and they're all fucking great. Um, yeah. There, there is a lot of good shit still out there, but it's just not the same. You're not gonna get a three million dollar budget for a music video like anytime yeah. fucking soon, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like even just like I was watching uh, Joseph Kahn directed the gravel pit video and I was watching that today and I was just like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like they're in a prehistoric, they're in an elevator Isn't and then the elevator like, shoots them to prehistoric, dino, like Neanderthal like times or whatever. era and type shit? Yeah, and they're on Neanderthals and there's dinosaurs and it's like this whole kind of yeah, uh, Fred that, Flintstone man. tripped out fucking what? Oh, but, <laughs> dancers on the pole and it's insane what's go- it's a fucking insane video and i'm watching yeah. it like this is never happening in 2020 you know you're Fuck, never nah, getting j cole or big sean <laughs> like nah, drake no. on his fucking gravel pit you know what i mean like there was just so much more creativity to it like just fucking do it you know get it done yeah definitely man definitely yeah so uh i like to look back on the days of the music video you know because it's kind of a bygone era. Hopefully it comes back around. Usually these things do. They come full circle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, speaking on Belly, though, speaking of uh, Nas specifically, I, th- yeah. I feel like Nas needs to do more narrating, man. I f- he's He's got the voice for it. Definitely. He's got. He's just got one of those great voices. Like he's, Yeah. And also the fact that his name in the movie is Sincere, because his voice is genuinely very sincere. Yeah. You know? Yeah, hell yeah. Like, it's very... He has like a... A poetic nature to his voice you know definitely man like he that shit just you get captured in that shit and you you want to listen to everything he's saying but yeah i i'm surprised that he he hasn't done more active yo by the way have you ever seen a movie called players club oh yeah yeah yeah. fucking bernie mag ice cube uh lisa ray have you seen that recently um i know it's on uh netflix i haven't watched it like in a in uh in years but i've i've watched that shit back in the day yeah isn't that it's directed by Ice Cube, right? And uh, is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's directed by Ice Cube, and it's uh, it's a um, if it's the same movie that I'm thinking, it, is it the same movie that um, where Dre beats the shit out of some chick in the back of the car? Uh, is that ring a bell? Know. I don't. I don't remember, bro. It could. You could be right. But I it's honestly Dre, I don't. It's Dr. Dre in it. Doctor is Dr. Dre in it? There's a movie and I Charlie Murphy, Terrence Hyde. Where Dre I'm pretty sure it's about the strip club, right? Yeah, this movie's about the strip club, yeah. Yeah, he's not credited here, Dr. Dre. Um okay. But I swear there's a movie I saw one time where this guy gets a stripper in the back of his car in, in the car and it's like a low rider and he just like beats the shit out of her it's like super graphic super violent scene i don't know where is, is that the same movie am i am i i don't know it, it i you could be right i think i know somebody gets their ass beat in that movie i don't know if it's dre or not but 
I'd have to watch it. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah, me neither. Well, maybe we'll have to chat about that on another episode. Yeah, no, we'll have to um, check that out for sure. But yeah, dude, uh, Belly is a classic for me. It's not a perfect yeah, movie, but I love it a lot. It's 22 years old. It's yeah. a, it's a it, great little like capsule, you know, time capsule, uh, yeah. little piece. So people should check it out. Um, get better with every time. Fra- every frame of that movie could be on a t-shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck like, yeah, man! That's very true. So very very true, man. Um, did you notice it? Like right after the opening scene, they rob the fucking uh, club or whatever. They come back to the crib, mm-hmm. and he turns on the TV and he's playing a uh, gummo. Yeah, my Harmony Corinne's gummo, yeah. Bro, man, dude, I I've that movie I couldn't I haven't seen that movie in years, but I know he's also directed Kids, which I yeah. really like that movie. Kids my, is one of my all time favorite films, man. Bro, I love that shit, man. I, <laughs> Kids is bro, she, she seminal, dude. It, but, uh, it's so good. Like it reminds me I spent I used to spend all my summers in New York, right? 'Cause Yeah. That's where my family's my, my family's from. So uh the 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 year 2001 the summer that 9-11 happened shortly after I left yeah. uh, New York three days before 9-11 to return to Ireland and, uh, and I swear to God man minus the AIDS my summer was exactly like that movie <laughs> like no joke like 100% take the AIDS scenario away but all that shit that was really going on like that was real you know what I mean we were living in my dad was living in Manhattan and the kid like literally that was that's real that's not a it's not yeah, really I, a, it's barely a movie those are I, all real people and I, real flop houses and real kids that live like that you know yeah that shit's wild man it's a wild movie but I, I really like that movie yeah it's incredible man I, lo- I like love and that I, film I just caught that man like I was watching today when I watched that shit I was like is that fucking gumbo he's playing like, uh, it's fuck? so good that you picked up on that because I was legitimately trying to do research to see if I could find a clip where Hype Williams talks about why gumbo is played in that movie because it's like yeah, the last man. fucking movie that you would ever expect them to be watching it's like exactly not, it's not a easy watch gumbo have you seen it I, yeah I remember it man from it's been a very long time but I know it's like a fucked up movie about some kids out in like Nebraska or some shit like that man and yeah like, it's a part, it's it, like this weird like these kids in this weird town it's like super white trashy like I mean spectacularly white trashy and really gross and they live basically like homeless people that have houses if that makes sense yeah um, pretty much man it's it's, it's a, pretty it's pretty disgusting like you know, to look <laughs> yeah at. man um but yeah, so uh, Gummo, what a weird fucking movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, but uh, yeah, it's I was a strange one. Surprised to see that, man. I really was. I wonder if uh, Hype Williams and Harmony Corinne at the time had like a relationship or something because I would uh, imagine. Yeah, because they were both pretty big deals around that time, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. Do you, have you watched uh, any of Harmony Corinne's other movies like uh, you know Spring Breakers or he did? Yeah, I watched Spring Breakers. Um, I know he had something to do with uh, mid-90s, which I haven't seen yet. I know that was Jonah Hill's. I know he directed that, but I think Harmony he had, has a cameo in it, had yeah. some input in it, yeah. Because I think that mid-90s, like a lot of movies, I think of our generation, people that are in their like late 20s, early 30s, that really was like those were staple little like pieces of pop culture for us that so like anybody who's creating any kind of content today all kinds of throws back to that because how affecting and i feel like mid 90s you see mid 90s i haven't seen it no i haven't seen it well i mean visually it's jonah hill's trying to make kids you know he's trying to make a more pg-13 version of kids 
pretty much. Know? That's what I kind of got from it, just looking at the uh, preview of it. I was like, this is exactly what it reminds me of. Yeah. So many people have kind of tried to. It's a, just a very kids is just an incredibly influential movie. Um, it's gone on to like influence fucking countless, countless yeah, uh, pieces of content ever since. You know. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, shout out Harmony Korean yeah, man. man. Always an interesting hey, guy, that dude. And uh, yo, shout out fucking Louis Rankin, man. I forgot he was in that shit, bro. He's got one of my favorite scenes in Belly. Going back to Belly, mm-hmm. but uh, that fucking the the little shootout scene where they come up and bust up in his in his crib in the big ass mansion, the Jamaican dude. Oh, uh, that's hardcore. That fucking scene. He just passed recently, right? Yeah, he passed last year in September. Yeah, that's right. I love that dude I love that fucking character bro Probably one of my favorite characters And I don't know if you've seen Shatas Nah Have you ever watched that? Oh you gotta watch that bro I think you've you've told me about this before One of Bob Marley's kids Is like the main character But uh, Louis in that one too man Basically playing the same fucking character man I really believe that he was that person He's great at that shit Yeah man he's so good at that shit So for anybody who hasn't seen it The character that we're talking about Is plays that an OG Jamaican uh, gangster who basically supplies the supplies DMX with with drugs, and in exchange for giving him the plug, he makes he says you gotta basically kill this guy for me. So he yeah. kind of sends DMX back to Jamaica to shoot this other gang leader on the island, and. I've never been able to get the image of that dude with the fucking chicken the mohawk, the chicken feather mohawk feathers, out of yeah. my head, man. Like, even yeah. as a little kid, I just always thought, that is the sickest shit I've ever <laughs> seen. I've never seen that before, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. It's like the fucking, like, one of the illest visuals. Like, this guy had, makes his own mohawk, but he, like, puts the chicken feathers in his fro, so it's like a chicken feather. I don't know. Yeah, that shit is wild, it's bro. sick. Incredible, incredible visuals, incredible yeah. fucking visuals. Uh, the shootout at the end is great. It's like ridiculous, but it's fucking great as well. All, yeah, the little, all the laser beams crossing. He takes out like a bunch of them. Bro, he takes everybody the fuck out minus old girl with the fucking mask, man. He that shit. It, she jumps it, down, it, yeah. it, oh, shit. It makes me so mad, bro. <laughs> but well, It's whatever. funny because like the one problem I have with the movie is that it's got a pretty like boring ending, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. The ending is like mad anticlimactic, like where he's. Like, but I don't know, man. I don't know how familiar you are with like Malcolm X and all that stuff. But I kind of sure. feel like that ending is a play on absolutely what if totally. type situation. But not even what if, like what genuinely happened. Like so many people were corrupted by the CIA and corrupted by oh the yeah, and, that, and agencies to kill. That's for sure. But I guess I'm just saying, like, if if whoever killed Malcolm didn't kill Malcolm. I feel like that's kind of how that situation, right, how they try to make it seem like that situation played out. Mm. Because obviously, you know, somebody, he was, you know, you had somebody from either the FBI or the CIA fucking hire or had some informant kill Malcolm X. And then in this movie, they kind of sh- seem, they make it seem like DMX is that guy that's going to kill this minister that's just highly fucking revered. And they don't want him to give his speech because he's going to fucking empower all these people and, and you know, bring up the the Black Messiah or whatever you want to call it. Totally. And uh, but yeah, man, I just I thought that was really interesting, and I I definitely did not catch that when I was younger. But like looking back at it now, I was like, oh shit! Like I, I see exactly what's going on here. Yeah, it's um, he, there's clearly some parallels to be drawn from that for sure. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, 
I, I picked up one of myself. I just don't think it's in very like it. Literally, the whole the whole kind of subplot kind of comes out of nowhere. Where you're like, oh wait, all of a sudden the police are trying to get the CIA or this government agency are trying to get DMX to assassinate this guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? Wait, when did that happen? Just all of a sudden, it, like the whole <laughs> movie kind of changes gear, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Then the next thing, DMX is dressing like a pre, like like a like a church guy or something and you're like yeah, when the yeah. fuck looks did like this all start you know, to happen so it gets a little confusing to... like just kind of comes out of nowhere but yeah um, I see what the intent was you know yeah yeah here I'll tell you what man mega movies is really fucking hard you know what I mean and it's pretty difficult to transition from you know making music videos into making features so oh I'm sure bro I'm sure and then just trying to have a beginning a middle and an end I'm sure things can get lost along the way or and just sort making of... it look like that and getting those yeah. performances out of fucking DMX, who, let's be honest, probably isn't the easiest person in the world to, to, to control or to rely yeah. on to even fucking show up. So I'm sure even during that time, I'm sure he was already, you know, just kind of awesome kind of a wild, a wild dude, man. So Definitely. Yeah, man. So that's Belly, 22 years old. Get after it. Watch that shit. Buy a poster. It's fucking sick. It's dope. What you've been watching, what you've been... What you've been listening to um yeah man um let's see what have i been watching lately uh just still catching up on dave caught up on that very last episode uh with uh benny blanco oh yeah i had to i had Justin to go back Bieber. and do some research on that guy holy shit i didn't even uh, I, I didn't even my girl was like oh is that a real person i was like i don't know yeah i, I was like is that I, me too i was like is that a real dude but i like that name sounded familiar so i right. looked him up and yeah man motherfucker's got he's got hits under his belt <laughs> Yeah? Yeah, dude. He's got fucking mad hits. What, like? He's a, like, super poppy music for the most part, man. He's got, like, a really big song with Halsey and Khalid, and he's got, he's, like, in the fucking Songwriters Guild or something like sure. that. He's won okay. a couple awards, and, yeah, you know, he's he's definitely known for the for, for the pop music, for sure. Right. But, uh, yeah, I've been watching that. Watch Tiger King. I don't know if you watched that, but... Uh, we, I did. I did. I we, watched we that. We muscled through I, that shit, and holy fuck... <laughs> <laughs> Bro, let me tell you uh, something. As somebody like outside of, you know, not from America, uh, that is what people outside of America think Americans are like. I know, man, and that's fucking. <laughs> that is sad, dude. Yeah. But I, I can, I can see it though. It's, they probably think uh, we're all middle Americans like that. Just weird gun-toting rhinestone cowboys, fucking, fucking whatever the fuck was going on there. What yeah, a, what a deplorable group of dirty pieces of shit. You know, like, <laughs> tell me I, about it. Watching these people going, how, how the fuck are all of these people richer than me? Man, it, it, we apparently we need to get in the fucking business of tigers, bro. And exotic uh, animals. How has everybody on this show got more money than we do? Like, I don't Dude, understand. Homeboy fucking Baklava, whatever the fuck his name is, is obviously a cult leader with tigers. He's got that fucking. That's the scariest character. I thought he was the scariest character. You know that? Dude's got fucking homes. Like, he's got fucking a house for every woman that he's got on that property and shit, oh, man. Fuck. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty far. That is crazy. It's like an unbelievable story. Like, what, if someone tells you, told you that story about these people, you'd be like, nah, get the fuck. Right? Nah, you would nah, never nah. believe that shit. Yeah, Carol yeah. Baskins is obviously just in denial. Like, bitch, you own tigers too, and you got them in cages. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it's hard for me to you're, understand you're no how different. she was trying to position herself as the good guy and all that when she was clearly just as mental as everybody else like yeah and doing the same thing doing the same thing that he was doing exactly but his exactly. hers was legal and his was illegal it doesn't 
doesn't really compute, you know? She just has a yeah, bunch of tigers know. in cages anyway. But she doesn't yeah. charge people to go see them, so therefore it's not illegal? What the fuck? I don't know. Yeah, this shit's weird, man. Yeah, it's strange. I didn't really understand the, the, like, the legalities behind all that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, man. But yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. I usually straight up dislike all those true crime documentary things, man. I, I, they're not my bag at all. I find them really bleak and boring and depressing and like... We get it, you killed someone, or maybe you didn't. You know, like that's like the, always the fucking like the grand, yeah. ethos, like the whole. That's like the, yeah. to summarize, he killed this or person, or maybe yeah. not. And it's like yeah. I don't need to watch nine hours of that. You know, I know they're very very popular, but like uh, that usually I'm like falling asleep watching them. You know. Yeah, man. But this one, I was I was interested. And I actually finished it. You know. For sure, for sure. But yeah, otherwise, man, yeah, that I mean. Fuck Tiger King, Dave. Rewatched Cadillac Records. Still oh, a good still movie. Need to get that. I still need to get to that. Shit, uh, it makes me slightly angry every time I watch it. But uh, I love it, man. I love Beyonce in that shit too, man. Not gonna lie, I forget how good she's. A, she's a pretty good actress, man. She gets in that bag, and I'm surprised she never went 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 harder for it. I think the I think Beyonce, the actress, is still to come. You know, like even though she yeah. obviously has been in a bunch of shit. Yeah, um, yeah. Like Dream Girls, Austin Powers, she's been in a lot of movies too. But uh, I think her era as an actual actor will come soon. You know when when For she sure. starts winding the pop music down a little more. Definitely, definitely. But, uh, but I love your man who plays uh, Muddy Waters, and that's super underrated. Uh, Jeremy or Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Super yeah. underrated actor. He's like one of the main character main actors on Westworld right now. Okay. This is a show I'm I'm watching. Have you seen Westworld at all? Um, I've <laughs> so this is gonna be weird, but I've watched the old Westworld, like the oh, original. Yeah, 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 me too. My my brother-in-law, he's really into like the OG shit, man. Like to like the the originals of things. So uh, okay. we were at we were at his house one day watching all that, and that that shit's pretty cool. And I'm assuming that this is obviously the newer one is based off of the older one. Yeah, so it's uh, all based on a Michael Michael Crichton is the writer who wrote Westworld. He also wrote Jurassic Park. He's like a kind of a science fiction writer who was really popular for like the longest time and hollywood was adapting just about every fucking thing he ever wrote um yeah but the original movie the original westworld movie that's like that's like not a good movie you know the original one yeah dude it, like, it's pretty strange <laughs> and like hard to follow and like just odd and peculiar it's like what's happening here why is that i don't know i struggled with it a little bit when i watched it it's you brenner right he's like running around as the man in black, the cowboy. Yeah, man. yeah, he's running around as a fucking rope. Yeah, <laughs> it's just strange. It's in like it's, it's an one odd film. It's a very odd film. Like it's almost a complete movie. It's like I don't know. I maybe need to go back to it, but I remember it being like having a great concept at its core. Like the idea of it is a great idea, but it wasn't like the best execution. You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I definitely gotta uh, catch up on the new shit. How many seasons are there now? Three. Three, man. So I I've been following this show since the start, and like. I will say definitely watch it because it's, you know, it's a cool, high-budget, prestige television show. Um, yeah. But it also might be, like, the world, the most polished turd I've ever seen in terms of TV. Oh. Like, they have spent <laughs> okay. so much money on this show, and it's, like, it's still just very, like, okay, you know? Like, it's all right. It doesn't grab you the same way that the likes of, like, Game of Thrones has in the past or like other HBO hits like even like The Wire or you know what I'm talking about or Sopranos where like yeah. you're dying for that next even The Outsider that I watched there was a HBO show I was like dying for that next episode I'm 
you know, give it to me, give it to me now. I want to watch the whole fucking thing right now. I, gotcha, you know, gotcha. if Westworld didn't make another episode, I'd be like, oh shit, you know, like whatever. Yeah, I don't think I would like lose sleep over it, you know. Okay. Um, okay. And I definitely think this will be the last season because they basically have done an entire full reboot of everything. Like the first two seasons are in the park, right? Yeah. Where robots are like cowboys and shit, right? And people go to the steam okay. park to like have fun and shoot the robots and have sex with them and stuff. It's pretty fucked up. Um, yeah. But season three, without getting into spoilers, it's not it's not in the park at all anymore. So it's almost like an entire reboot. They've got brand new starring actor. They've got a brand like a brand new villain. You know what I mean? It's almost like a okay. full like a soft reboot. You know? Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, Westworld season three. Check it out. It's on HBO right now. Put that on the list. Yeah. What else? What else have I been watching? Yeah, man, what else is... I mean, it seems like you've probably run through damn near everything at this point. Yeah, Shit. literally, man. I just rewatched The Invisible Man. Have you seen that yet? I haven't yet, no. Yeah, it's so fucking good. It's nice. like a pretty, pretty cool um, indie horror movie directed by okay. uh, this guy, Lee Lee Wanell, who wrote and directed a bunch of the um, Saw movies and he recently did um, Upgrade have you ever seen that movie Upgrade yeah I don't like that movie man <laughs> <laughs> but then you might not like The Invisible Man because it's kind yeah. of in the well, same same elk I, I like it but I don't like the ending the ending fucking pisses me off man because I don't like that the ending again and what, what was well it the because in the movie? end because you know he, he, he they put that chip in him or whatever because he's like paralyzed or whatever the fuck happens to him and that that, that chip that basically Thanks for him and moves right. for him and all that shit. Right, it turns out that the chip, spoiler alert, that the chip has been doing it all along. It's, he's yeah, the chip, yeah, the chip's chip been doing it all along. Guy, right? The chip's <laughs> the bad guy, but it basically like leaves him in this weird fucking prison in his own mind, and then right, it just right. takes over. So now it's like, well, what the yeah. fuck's about to happen? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like movies like that stress me the fuck out when there's no <laughs> clear, clear, clear like resolve. I guess. Oh, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. You didn't like the fact that he's, like, trapped in his own mind forever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the fuck is this thing about to do now, man? Like, what, what, what's next? But, uh... <laughs> Honestly, that could easily be the, 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 the prequel to Westworld, you know? Um, oh, it, kind, yeah. it kind of goes that way, like an AI taking over, artificial intelligence trying to take over the world kind of a vibe, yeah. you know? Yeah, okay. Which seems to be the way that our future's going to go if we survive COVID, you know? Fuck. <laughs> it's like a matter of time, bro. We got all these devices in our houses telling us what to do and what time it is and what's, you know what I mean? All kinds of shit listening Fucking to us. Thinking we're, for us and shit. Yeah, we're already on that path, you know? We're so fucking lazy. Probably gonna happen. Yeah, man. We won't yeah, even see yeah, it yeah. coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I rewatched I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. Yesterday, that's a fucking. That's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies, man. For sure. I don't know if you're into Marvel like that, but. Do you know I, I like am? Shit, I, I like Marvel a lot, but I, I definitely am going through a pretty serious anti-Marvel like fatigue. I'm just tired of. I'm just tired of their shit, man. You know. Okay. Um, I like feel like I've just I've burnt out on it a bit. You know. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah, they've got sure. some interesting shit coming down the pipeline too. Like, Mahershala is playing. Uh, Blade. Blade. Is, That's gonna be. I'm. I'm pretty excited for that, man. Hundred percent. There's. A, there's a few things they've got coming that I'm like, okay, I'm listening. You know. I'm yeah, they got all this shit coming to Disney Plus soon. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah, there's like a bunch of new shows and stuff coming. So you know, I'll stick with it. But I gotta say, after those two Infinity War movies, I was like, ugh, enough. 
know? Yeah, I, I feel you, man, on that. But uh, some of the standalones, I think, might be a little better, man. Like 100%. Captain America's and the got Guardians, the first Guardians especially. Chris Pratt, before he was like, before he changed, I want to say. Yeah. I feel like Chris Pratt's definitely changed a bit, but uh, he was in his bag in this one. Yeah, big time. He... Um he was coming straight off like Parks and Rec and stuff to go onto that shit onto, yeah, onto Guardians and he's like, really good in it I would like to see less Avengers and more Marvel standalones man you know so with their new thing yeah. I just want I'm tired of watching the end of the world in every fucking movie just I just want to see some superheroes fight some criminals you know what I mean like yeah. that's why I'm excited for this new Batman movie that's coming down the, down the pipeline because I'm just excited to see Batman fight some villains that aren't like gods and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're going to just like, bring destruction to the whole fucking universe or yeah, whatever. There yeah. was a scene, man, which I guess most people think is really cool, where like uh, Thanos throws a planet at Captain America or at uh, Tony Stark in one of the. He throws like the moon at him, and I'm like, are we really at the point with these fucking movies that he's that characters are throwing moons at each you know what i mean like i'm like i don't remember that <laughs> there's a scene where he's like they're oh, fighting shit. thanos it's just before like everybody gets you know the the click and that happens right okay and it's okay. like captain yeah. america and the guardians and like a bunch of characters are like fighting thanos on this random planet and he's like yeah, fighting like, with captain america or fighting with iron man and he literally like pulls the moon towards him and the then throws the moon at him and i'm like uh I was like, All right. what, you know, like what happened to just like Batman jumping out of, you know, planes? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like we're getting to the point with this, with this fucking superhero shit where it's like, all right, guys, throwing planets at each other. Like, right. we've jumped the but, shark uh, a wee bit, you know? Yeah, man. Well, speaking of Batman, though, man, how do you feel about uh, who is this, Robert Pattinson now playing yeah. cast as Batman? Do you know what, mate? Like, I'm for it. I'm all for it because... Uh, I think Robert Pattinson is a pretty incredible director. I know he came up on some really lame fucking movies, those vamp, those really shitty Twilight movies. Yeah, yeah, and they are super whack, but you know, you got to get your start somewhere. And he's done a lot, a lot of really, really good work post that, post Twilight. Like, yeah. Good Time. I don't know if you've seen Good Time. Uh, the Josh, I no. The Josh and Benny Safdie movie. It's Tyler literally references it on uh, 327. Um he talks about we're having good times like Josh Safdie. Um, that is starring Robert Pattinson, bro. And it's like one of my fucking favorite movies like of the last 10 years. Um, okay. And he's amazing in it. So I don't see why why not, you know? Uh, he's okay. skinny okay. and slight. And he's not like a big beefy Batman like Christian Bale or Ben Affleck or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm all for it, man. He's a real actor. Like he can really... Do, with the right material he could do some really great stuff and Matt Reeves the director who did like Cloverfield and like those Planet of the Apes those two Planet of the Apes movies that just came out that, a little while ago you know uh huh yeah uh, he's a proper director and he's a, one of those directors that like can use CGI in a really artful way like he makes CGI look like real life rather than like people throwing planets at each other he can like build a world and you don't even know that it's been built and that's does that, does that make sense it does, yeah. And that's like really rare when it comes to CGI because it's usually it's just like, you know, fake cities and fake, you know, places in outer space or whatever. And this guy kind of uses it to create worlds that are, you don't even notice he's built them. And that's, to me, like, that's really interesting. So hopefully they, and, and they're shooting this movie in Glasgow, uh, in Scotland. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. which is interesting choice for Gotham City because 
Gotham is really dark and wet and grimy and cold and it's very gothic and those words are exactly how you would describe Glasgow you know Shit. like okay yeah it's all like you know thousand year old churches and buildings that are monasteries and you know what I'm saying like stuff like yeah, that, that makes and sense. like antique gothic-y looking uh, locations so I'm really excited to see it also can we just say fucking Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is fucking inspired casting in my opinion man like she is Shit. so fucking hot like so we're, we're getting a Catwoman right out the gate then with this oh, one yeah. Catwoman and Colin Farrell are the fucking Irish OG is playing the Penguin as well Colin so, Farrell? Yeah, Colin Farrell. And we're getting... You know who Paul Dano is by any chance? Uh, you would right definitely know him so. if you've seen his face. He's playing the Riddler too. So we've got like three... Off, off the oh, bat, we we'll get three fucking villains in yeah, the movie. Yeah, could, I could definitely see him as a fucking Riddler. Yeah, nice. dude. He's he's uh, got that whole kind of, you know... Like, he just looks villainous to me, you know? Okay. He's also an, an amazing actor. He's done a lot of... They, they're all pretty it's a it's a great cast you know what i mean like cool. so yeah. i'm for it i'm all for that i think robert Definitely, pattinson's man. a good choice i think he can play bruce wayne as well as he can play batman you know because i feel like that's part of it right like you got to be a good bruce wayne as, as well as a good batman yeah most definitely man um, yeah I, I i'm 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 interested definitely i think because whenever I think of Robert Pattinson, all I really think about is Twilight. So, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fair. A lot of people are the same way. But you should check out his IMDb page, man, because he has like a bunch of movies that he's done in the last like five, six years that are like indie dramas and stuff. Okay. And they're pretty fucking incredible. Nice. Um, I'm thinking, obviously, Good Time. I'm thinking um, the, the Lighthouse. The, the Lighthouse, which was crazy. Um, the L Lost okay. City of Z. Um, it's about some explorers that go into the Amazon in the early 1900s and okay. never, come, never come back and what happened to them. It's really cool. Um, cool. Yeah, he's done a lot, in my opinion, done a lot of really dope shit. In the meantime, he's clearly tried to like challenge himself. And Yeah. So nice. I'm, I'm all for it, man. Good director, good cast. Sounds sure. like they're taking the plot of the movie from a really famous comic book called The Long Halloween. Um, uh -huh. It's a really famous uh, Batman graphic novel, which he like kind of all of the rogues all the villains in it and it's like a, a whodunit and batman has to be more of a detective in it than he does just go around beating people up you know nice yeah. nice the, whole, the nice story is more about him like solving crimes and being more like a sherlock holmes you know what i mean like ninja yeah. detective rather than like some god level superhero okay yeah, overpowered man. superheroes is something that gets on my fucking nerves you know like who wants to watch <laughs> superman you know you can't <laughs> He can't die. Nobody can hurt him. That's boring right. to me, right? Like, yeah. But Batman's just some dude. He's just some guy, who's like a guy with a lot of money and a lot of tech. He's yeah. just pissed off. Like he's a really fucking angry guy. He's just trying to get it, get it, get it done. <laughs> I don't For know. sure. Hey, what do you know by any chance what the rating of this movie is going to be? Uh, probably I would oh, okay. say maybe even just straight up PG. I doubt they're gonna go. F I would oh, love to shit. see them go rated R. Man, I would fucking Fuck. love that. I but thought for sure maybe it would be, but all right, yeah. cool. Well, while we're on DC, real quick, man, what do you uh, think about this second Suicide Squad coming out, bro? Uh, directed honestly, by James Gunn, which he, you know, he directed Again, Guardians. Inspired, you know what I mean? When all that shit was yeah. happening with um, 
with Marvel with firing James Gunn, which don't even get me fucking started on. Not that shit. Well, just ma- fired, so then rehired. Bro, <laughs> like firing someone for a tweet that they sent out before you even employed them. Like, yeah, wh- what are you talking about? Like, how can you fire somebody for something they did before you even had any working relationship with them? Which I'm sure is a part of the reason why they re- had to rehire him, you know? Cause Dude, because they're, they're shooting, they're literally shooting themselves in the foot to placate who exactly? Like, exactly. The social justice warriors? Like, who yeah. the fuck is going to see Marvel movies? Like, everyone in the world. No one cares yeah. about that shit. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's the same thing with Kevin Hart at the Oscars. It's like, he is a comedian, bro. Like, he's m- tweeting things that he, he's just trying to make people laugh. Like, if you're taking the things that a comedian says as, like, gospel, then you're the one with the fucking problem. You know? Yeah, Like, man, you're the one who doesn't me. understand the, the form. You know what I mean? You don't understand the, the art form, right? Definitely. Definitely. And James Gunn is so talented, man. And he came out the gate as a director who was trying to shock and trying to do wild shit. Like, have you seen his early movies? They're fucking mental. Like, he made a movie called Super. Have you ever seen that? No. It's fucking great, dude. It's like, it's got this guy. Uh, it's got Rain Wilson, you know, from the uh, from the office who plays Dwight. Yeah. Yep. And he is basically a guy who's had a nervous breakdown and he decides okay. to become a superhero. And it's like, what would happen if you had no money and you lost your mind and you decided to run around the streets being a superhero? This is what would happen. It's like the reverse of Batman. You know what I mean? Like, what if Batman was mentally ill but didn't have the money? He just <laughs> ran around in a suit, bashing people with a wrench. And that's what this guy does. And Shit. it's, it's okay. fucking really dark, but really, really funny. And he makes crazy films. Like, he made Slither, which is a movie about aliens who, like, go like dude it's just he, oh, he's, yeah. he's a shit. yeah he's like a infant terrible you know what i mean like he's like he's like one of those directors that's trying to like provoke trying to get a reaction so firing him for that behavior is doesn't make any sense you know yeah man but suicide squad looks good man it's got a really cool cast the new one and the first suicide squad movie was pretty shitty so it can only yeah, get better from there, you know. Fucking, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really, I'm looking forward to <laughs> seeing what they do with this one. Definitely, it's they finished it right. It's like in the cut. They're like working. I believe on so. That. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I know Pete Davidson was talking about it mm. uh, just recently. So I'm pretty the sure ca- it's, the cast it's, is wild as well. Like it's like there's like 40 people in the movie. So I don't know okay. what the fuck's going on. Uh, okay. The, the the cast is so insane. Like. When I, my biggest problem with the last Suicide Squad, other than it's just out and out a bad, bad film, is that there's so many characters in it that it's like there's no time to fucking. So I'm really interested to see what James Gunn does with that format because to really so many characters develop, to try and explain to really and develop and these time, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'll we watch anything see. that guy does. He's he's one of those people, you know. Like for sure, he's just a supremely interesting cat. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but uh, shit, bro. That's all I got, man. I think we've maxed out on uh, shit to talk about, you know. So pray for Paris. Get after that West Side Gun. Uh, it's a it's an incredible record. And yes. Go watch Belly. It's fucking fun, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's fucking funny as well, and it looks amazing, and it's a piece of, uh, you know, cinema and hip hop history right there. Yeah, man. Um, Young Nas. Fucking young DMX, young meth. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. It's super cool. All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? 
Yes, man. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at W H O J O N who John and also on Twitter at who John six one nine. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, for me, obviously follow the podcast on Instagram um, at rap and bullshit. And then um, at Pete Vasquez on Instagram as well. Uh, yeah, so next we've got a next week we haven't decided what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about, right? And, Not uh, yet. We're still mulling over some ideas. We'll see what comes to mind. Uh, in the meantime, watch all that shit that we talked about and listen to all that stuff that we talked about. That's the point. Yes. Yes. All right. Peace. I'm done. All right. Peace. Okay.